don't get me wrong like hey you know pepsi people drink pepsi they're okay they're okay i don't know if you're necessarily a good person but they're you know they're you're okay but i just i don't understand pepsi it, it don't it, why are you drinking pepsi welcome back to the cotton candy clouds podcast happy autumn september we're in the middle it is a beautiful time of rebirth a official time of um molting and shedding and we're starting to get into the just remolding of who we are before we get to the death of who we are like you know what i'm saying like in terms of a seasonal type of description so happy autumn happy fall whatever word choice you use this is the cotton candy clouds podcast the podcast that drinks dr pepper and not pepsi so how are you guys feeling how are y'all doing like it's autumn like you know it's for me september so far has been quite rewarding and clarifying as well as the whole rebirth situation and remember last month it was um romance awareness month and you know the mechanics of it all i didn't quite tap into but i definitely want to do that and you know I talked about the fact that sure it's an industry to you know say okay let you're a romantic or there's an industry excuse me set up for saying okay I'm a romantic or you need to romanticize you know a man or a woman or who you know a partner and here's the thing you know like I said I believe that the real romance and the real romanticizing goes for self. It goes for loving the every inch of yourself. You know, every like or dislike. You know, um, whether it be pink towels or whether it be long trench coat jackets, you're loving the fact that you love the things about yourself. It's like you're loving the love that you give yourself. So... You know, in theory, that that's wonderful. But this month, I want to apply that to myself more. And I wanted to do it. Well, I wanted to start by, you know, asking myself. And I've, I've tried to do this. And I try to do this as often as I can. <laughs> However, the often as I can, quote unquote, thing never really transpires how I want. But I wanted to get in the habit in my journal or just even on a scratch sheet of paper like what are my likes what do I like you know for example I love raspberry tea (laughs) um I love crystals obviously I love the character ticker from Winnie the Pooh you know just naming the things that I love and then from there maybe describing why I love those things 
But not only why, what about those things that I love? Because sometimes, for example, if I say, not, I don't have a favorite color. But if I say, I don't have a favorite color. And then someone asks or I ask myself, why don't I have a favorite color? I would say I don't have a favorite color because I love all the colors. And then they would be like, so what is about all the colors that you like? You know, just basically getting in depth and intricating. What is the word? I'm trying not to get too dirt, but in all, you know scientific with it but i'm just saying like i basically want to analyze dissect a spider web all my likes and to get into the juiciness and the goodness of that and that's how the romanticization is developed i need to i'll figure it out anyway but that's what i want to do i think y'all should do the same at least write down you're like, you don't have to get into all the depth and the intricacies, but writing down your likes. You know what I'm saying? I think that'll help in our steps into romanticizing or rom- putting romance into who we are and what we like. And, you know, even for me, <laughs> I've gotten into this happened like earlier this year where it might have been last year where I was like, you know what, I'm going to write down because. I was just trying to do this for a whole nother reason, but I'm going to write down my, I was saying, I was doing the activity of writing down my dislikes. And it was, for me, it was so that I could identify my problem areas and why I was disliking the thing, right? So that I could work on my outrage or rage or irritation so I could be better at not letting those things bother me. But then I just got to the point where I was like, you know what? I like the fact that I don't like people who, you know, talk on their cell phone loudly in a restaurant. And, you know, I was getting into the depth of that. But <laughs> so anyway, it's developed. And my point is, is this let us together. Okay. This September. Start our journey of romance and loving on ourselves by listing our likes so while we're doing that let's jump into the crystal for the month of september so i don't know i think we had two or three episodes right in august and you know it's now we in the mid-september so let's just go back to red jasper now for me i think Red Jasper is one of those stones, crystals, I can really talk about from the depths of my spirit. It's a grounding stone. It's a stone that does give you strength. It's a stone that does give you, and I don't want to say the word courage, but that's the word, kind of like a a confidence of presentation. And... As you know, with my likingness towards crystals or stones and or stones, I will say that each one you can't do everything like you can't have everywhere with you or whatever. Personally, that's how I feel. 
you know, again, I'm not an expert on this stuff. I wish I could be, but that's why I'm trying to, for you, for myself, for everybody involved, <laughs> for my spirit or whatever, trying to figure out the different definitions and what all these crystals and stones encapsulate and, you know, why I should have them. What I will say, and this is what I was leading up to, is that with red jasper, I don't, th- it's one of those stones where I believe you should take number one to your job. I think it's a great, you know, put it in your pocket in your job, sitting on your desk at your job type of stone, right? But I don't think it's a good stone to maybe have at your um, bedside. You know, I don't think it's a good stone to have when you're like leisuring around watching a, t- a movie or TV in the living room. I don't think it's that kind of stone, but in t- it's it's to me it's a stone of action and activity. So being at work, I'm all about it. And really, for me, that's the one that I'm I have it. That's where I try to utilize it, and I just have it, I hold it, or whatever. And you know what? As we're trickling down into 2022 in the podcast existing since technically, I think it's been April for this particular podcast, the Cotton Candy Clouds pod, the Cotton Candy Clouds podcast, and the original one was a checkpoint, which was in March. But I think I'm gonna get more intricate in having this song knowing what the stone is but also what do you say you know what do you do with the stone it's just there you just hold it i gotta get into that you know reach one teach one including myself but yeah the stone crystal for the month is red jasper there's a lot that i've wanted to talk about and i don't know it was like i blinked it was, you know, the end of August, not blinked again, and now it's, we're in the middle of September, and September will be ending next week. You know what I'm saying? Like, September has came and said, it's been, it's been beautiful, but I gotta go in a minute. <laughs> it's like, okay, but there's a lot that I wanted to talk about, but there's something specific that I wanted to talk about which was intent right and what like I've been you know and I think I said this on the last episode I've really thought that myself I myself is going through I am lord I can't talk I myself am going through a rebirth or like a you know shedding hell I'm fall I guess this year 2022 I've become the season of fall and as of recently I'm realizing like okay it's okay to step into that it's okay to like be unfamiliar be unknowing you know think it's okay to think I know something and really come to the conclusion that I don't know shit like all those things are great right so um in this you know journey or whatever of just thinking because I'm a overthinker but I'm getting better that's something I'm getting better at I've been thinking about intent and I don't know why it's been bugging me. But anyway, so what I realized is like intent is 
only for you. Interpretation is for everybody else, right? But intent is something that only you can give purpose, give meaning, give. I don't know. Value, that's the word. So intent is the only thing that you can really give value. You. Intent is personal. So if we're doing an example, let's say I step on your foot. And my intention was never to step on your foot. However, your interpretation interpretation of me stepping on your foot is your mind, you know, you're irritable, it hurts. And from there, that determines, you know, what's going to happen next. But you're entitled to feel whatever you feel about your foot being stepped on because it's your fucking foot and it's your pain. And you're the one in convenience, whether it was my intention or not. And I just, it really got me thinking that people who are not good people use intent as a weapon. And they'll say things like, you know, it wasn't my intention. And it's like, congratulations. Even though it wasn't your intention. I'm hurt. I'm traumatized. I'm devastated. I'm, you know, insert a litany of emotions or reactions or whatever. And I think it's important to remind people. And I'm saying all this to say, I'm trying to do better on my storytelling skills (laughs) and my note taking skills, you know, like my outlines, whatever for the poet. But I'm saying all this to say that. Always, when people are doing something, remind them that their intention does not fucking matter. Now, with that being said, you know, and this, I'm saying this, hoping that y'all are healthy or whatever, and y'all ain't trying to mess up nobody, but with that being said, you know, You do your healing, you do your thing, and you get through the moment, the situation, the pain, the whatever is happening, you know, regardless of that intent of the other person or persons, but just know that, you know what I'm saying? Just know that for you, just remind them, remind yourself. That's great. Intention is wonderful, but it's something that only it matters to the person of with the intention <laughs> like, because the truth is if we're flipping it to a positive aspect if I intend to do something then that's what I'm intending to do and it's like no one can intend for me to do the thing you know what I mean like no one can put that intention for me or on me it's only me that can intend I I couldn't figure out a way I'm gonna be honest because I've been thinking about like how am I gonna tell y'all through the pod like what I'm trying to (laughs) get y'all to understand and what I you know articulated in my head but ultimately it's just there's power of intention but the power of intention is only through 
the person who's intending like I and it's hard to explain like I was trying to write it down and I'm like how do I you know word this or whatever one day I'm gonna get it together you know one day when I get all my licenses and my master's degrees and shit I'm gonna get it together but <sighs> intention bro it's like it really doesn't mean anything but it does but only to you so Let's get into book of the month. Book of the month for September is Fahrenheit 451. It's by Ray Bradbury, right? It is considered an American classic. Possibly maybe a general classic, not sure. Um don't necessarily believe in that whole hierarchy. It's a lot of books. Like y'all, it's it it is a probably a billion books bander or non-band books so classic making a book a classic kind of real just uh, unintelligent to me comma but that's beside the point this is this is supposed to be a classic right it's supposed to be not only a classic but you know i love my futuristic type shit and this is the first time, I think this is the first time I've read something that was futuristic. Watch a lot of future, futuristic themed or fantasy thing, fantasy futuristic or, you know, sci-fi rather content. And I'm watching it, but I think this is the first book where it's a book. First time it's a book. So book of the month, Fahrenheit 451. Ray Bradbury. <laughs> um, I have a little old, little rugged copy. The 50th anniversary edition. Whoop de woo. And it's interesting. Here's, here's what I feel so far. It feels like, and I told Cran this, it feels like I'm reading a good story a real good juicy engaging story written by a smart fifth grader and it is like the book goes in and out between promising like the tone of the writer is like uh positive enthusiastic yet um uh what's the word almost like they're rushing through it like they're trying to hurry up and get good ideas out really really quickly i i don't know how to describe it either way that's just how it how it, i read it that doesn't take away from the fact that it is juicy it is good you know the irony is you're reading a book about books <laughs> so that's you know but um i'll give you this in terms of you know i mentioned banned and unbanned or whatever now this has been a book that's been on the ban list before and you know it's interesting because within to ban a book to ban this particular book is kind of almost comical because it's like, did you read it? Because it's like, babe, you know, 
But y'all get it. Y'all get into it. You know, this book is so old, you probably could get a copy for literally a dollar to five dollars. But it's good. It's good. It's interesting. We'll talk about it. We'll get into it later with grand detail. And I will definitely, hopefully, be done by the end of September. But yes, book of the month is Fahrenheit 451 by Ray Bradbury. I don't know why I can't say that all together. And with that, we have quote of the day. Truth is subject to too much analysis. One of my favorite quotes is by Frank Herbert, which if you don't know, is the Arthur of Dune, you know, famed sci-fi series that's thick as hell. And one day I'm going to read, but not today. Word of the day is umbrage, U-M-B-R-A-G-E, it is a noun. And the first definition is a feeling or peak, a feeling of peak or resentment at some often fancied slight or insult. The second definition is shady branches, foliage. And... I'm going to skip the third because it's kind of, you know, the same as the second. But the fourth is an indistinct indication, a vague suggestion, hint. I'm going to give, I'm going to be honest. <laughs> the word umbrage, it's got a lot going on. Yeah, that's, that's four deaths. So, but it's getting, it's, it's giving shadow. It's giving fall, autumn. You know what I mean? Like it's giving what encompasses spooky season. So word of the day is umbrage. Um, you know, last, I swear it took forever. I don't know about y'all, but for me, summer always seems like an extended season, a season that lasts a little too long. Maybe it's because I'm not the girl that loves the heat, but. I don't know. It just seemed like summer was taking forever, but it's a new season. So we have a new incense. So incense for the season of autumn, fall is clove. Okay. Clove is a great incense to burn to activate intellectual stimulation. And it um, can also improve focus and memory but most importantly it can help dispel negative energy and purify sacred and or magical spaces and as summer's ending that's something we need you know a good little purification of spaces and your space doesn't necessarily need to be sacred it doesn't need to be magical but it does need to be purified. So if you see clove incense, pick it up, make it a part of your incense collection. And let's do it. Okay, so incense <laughs> over the season is clove. Um, Before we get off this thing, I did want to say, you know, 
I, we were just talking about intention and you know I mentioned you know like on a in a seasonal perspective but in a what I really mean is like on a spiritual perspective of the death of death but on the subjects of intent and death right you know and this is literal at this point so we've all known someone who's died and chances are you either love them know them are familiar with them you know whatever so with with death and I think my favorite quote I think the quote of the day for this is way back and I might it might have been like the first episode quote relates to this right so when people die I've noticed that people tend to forget and dilute themselves into believing that they need to speak a certain way and here's the here's the truth about death death doesn't change what people have physically done on earth physically supported on earth thought said spoke you know and so no matter how you know other people may want to lie about a person's life on earth for the the real people what a person has done, said, did, ruminates in the hearts of the people. And it's not, you know, everybody mourns differently. Everybody thinks of death, the dead, a certain way. But if you, if the way you've lived your life on earth didn't, surmise a reason to celebrate the life you lived during that time on earth you know what I mean okay I'm I'm speaking cryptically but all I gotta say is in terms of potential in terms of reality I'm gonna celebrate life the way you lived it when you die Again, thank you for tuning in to the Cotton Candy Clouds podcast where I feed, discuss a smorgasbord of topics with a myriad of theories and perspectives added with my interpretation of it all. You know, I just want to say thank you so much for... If you're listening, for listening to me, number one and number two, understanding that, Lord, my goodness, sometimes you can't think of the word for things. And also, sometimes you just mispronounce stuff. So thank you for your patience. Thank you. Don't forget the Cotton Candy Clouds podcast is on Twitter and Facebook. Um, And on those two platforms, you can see more of the information i've talked about on this show 
And please follow or subscribe or whatever the hell on your choice of listening platforms that you're listening to this podcast, okay? Song of the day is The Less I Know, The Better by Tame Impala. Have a great solar equinox.